2: Welcome to Sportycom 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, F.P. Santangelo Jr., Russell Jackman. Not sure where um, Vern Glenn is yet, I'm sure he'll come on pretty soon. And then our special guest, Bruce McGowan, who was one of the original Sportycom 101 co-hosts. Hey, Bruce, what's going on?
3: Oh, uh, Trying to survive this storm, I'm telling you, man, we, we've been pounded here in Northern California as our Our listeners know, and I'm sure the other guys know, and it's. uh, I live in a little town called Fairfax, which is on the north side of Mount Tamopias, and we get a lot of rain. We're lucky, though. Our house is well prepared. I I made sure to clean all the gutters.
2: (laughs) Yeah, smart. Yeah, I was going to say, where you live uh, specifically, I know it gets really pretty hard, uh,
3: hit hard. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Very, much so.
2: Yeah. So this is just our little uh, two minute uh, intro here. When we come back, we're going to talk, you know, we'll talk some hometown stuff, Warriors, uh, Giants, uh, and uh, Niners. Also, Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of things I was just sort of interested in your guys' take on, like, you know, where does Trevor Bauer end up after his uh, tumultuous uh, situation? Um, Mm -hmm. Prospective cities for NFL, for an expansion of NFL. Uh Alabama, Austin, Texas, Louisville, uh, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Sacramento, maybe, yeah. Uh, and then uh, you know, like that crazy game with the Dolphins where they were favored by three and a half points. And uh as as uh Scott Van Pelt says on um uh, Sports Center, it calls it a bad beat. How um th- th- just that crazy safety made it a five point spread. I mean, these gamblers, I don't know. That's that's one of the reasons I don't gamble at least any more. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, this segment of Sports Ecom 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments currently yielding 7% plus, secured by real estate. Check them out at pacificprivatemoney.com. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Ecom 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back.
4: Found the house of your dreams, but your personal banker is telling you he cannot offer a loan until your current home is sold. The real estate
0: market is highly competitive, and you don't want to lose the opportunity. What now? This scenario is all too familiar, especially in today's fast moving real estate market. No worries, I've got great news. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money. As a private lender, We are able to offer loans up to 100% of the purchase price on that dream home with fast, easy, and affordable financing, allowing you to compete on the same level as cash buyers. Pacific Private Money allows you the flexibility to move on your terms, not your bankers. Give us a call and let us show you how Pacific Private Money can help make buying your next home easier than you ever thought possible. 415-926-4444 or find us online at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Are you looking for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund.
5: Pacific Private Money provides my ideal balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA,
2: backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return
0: available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile upsets of the stock market. You, too, can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more, 415-926-4444, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Do your current investments have you on pins and needles? Let's talk about an opportunity to earn 6 to 10% on investment through real estate-secured debt. I'm Mark Honf, CEO at Pacific Private Money. For over a decade, our clients have been earning at above-market yields secured by California real estate. Here's what our investor Carolyn had to say about investing with Pacific Private Money.
6: I've been a highly satisfied investor with Pacific Private Money since 2014. I'm impressed with their competence, integrity, and transparency. Even through recent uncertain times, it was comforting to hold an investment that didn't keep me up at night while offering a reliable return. In seven years, I've never regretted investing with Pacific Private Money.
0: You too can be earning consistent returns on your savings and retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more, 415-926-4444, or visit us at pacificprivatemoney.com.
2: Welcome back to SportyCon 101. Edward Brown here, along with FP Santangelo Jr., Russell Jackman, and our special guest, Bruce McGowan. Uh, Bruce, what are you working on nowadays?
3: Uh, doing a little freelance writing, uh, pretty much enjoying retirement. Uh, you might call me a dinosaur, but you know something, Edward? Dinosaurs lasted for I think uh, about <laughs> thousands and thousands years, of years, so. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be around for a while, but no, I'm enjoying. Uh, I still keep up with the games. I do a little freelance writing cover, you know, go out to some Giants games. I was going to the 49ers, but it's, you know, where I live and where the 49ers play, that's a long haul. So I watch it with a friend of mine up at the uh, man cave nearby, who's a former sportscaster, Rich Walkoff from KGO. And I uh, read the paper and read the, uh, I hate to say it, I read the internet too, but there's some good stuff on the internet if you look. So, yeah, keeping up with it.
2: Okay. Hey um, guys, uh, first of all, I, let me give get a quick thing about this. Uh, Bill's Bengals game getting canceled uh, because of uh, the injury. Um, did it, they? Both teams won this last week, uh, but it still kind of changed things, didn't it, with regard to home field advantage?
3: Sure, sure it did. Well, let the other guys have their say because I I have some interesting thoughts about that. But let let our other two regulars because I'm just a guest here. <laughs>
7: Well, I don't really know Are the rules. I don't really know the rules behind everything, guys. Like I, I just came from Brazil, so I was following the situation closely. I saw everybody come to get together for Demar Hamlin, and I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Right? I thought the NFL had one of the worst PR nights, and they flipped it into one of the best PR situations by highlighting the three on the thirty-yard line. You know, everybody wearing the T-shirts. Yeah. You know, all the the praise. So I thought that was really cool. How. They turned a negative situation to a positive situation. So that was really cool. But the competitive side of it, did both teams win? And now it's it's gonna affect the playoffs in a certain way. Because I know that there was oh, the Cincinnati side, they're kind of upset about something that went down. I saw a lot of players reach yeah, out. They're upset by the they're upset by the fact
3: that uh, this game was canceled. The two teams were really close and they may not be able to get the home field advantage. I want to say this. I think the NFL did a good job of the players coming together, but this injury underscored the fact that this is such a dangerous game, always has been, and these kind of things shouldn't be considered unusual. There was a player, people don't remember this, because everybody who's listening to this show uh, is probably under the age of uh, 60, but in 1971, there was a wide receiver named Chuck Hughes of the Detroit Lions who literally died on the field, uh, on, on Tiger Stadium's field. When the Lions were playing the Bears, um, Dick Butkus, the great All-Pro Hall of Fame linebacker, had uh, bounced into uh, Ed Hughes, or Chuck Hughes, and Hughes apparently had an unknown heart condition. And uh, the you know the ferocity of the hit apparently triggered something, and he died. What happened, from what I read, with um, this young man of the Buffalo Bills was there's and I've had a, a thing called atrial fibrillation, so I've learned about the heart between the two chambers of the heart, the upper and the lower, they beat in tandem, but there's a split second between the two beats, not a split second, a millisecond. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if you're hit in the sternum, or as he was, as the, as this young man was, by a hit um, at the wrong time, even with a hearty, healthy heart, you can you know go down with what basically is a cardiac arrest. So this was just bad timing, and I think the young man is probably going to be you know, uh, able to come back and live. But I don't know if he's ever going to want to play or he's going to be able to play again yeah. just because of the fear factor, you know. The, here's he, the interesting thing is that,
2: you know, he was he was the uh, defensive guy. He was the tackling guy. He wasn't the guy who got tackled. And you see these kinds of hits all the time. I mean, it didn't really look like anything.
3: Um, and so no, well, he as said, doesn't have it more often. No, as I said, he got hit Right between the two beats of the upper chamber and the lower chamber, there's a millisecond there. Yeah. And if you get if you run into something during that one little split second, it's not even a split second, um, you know, your heart will stop. Believe me, I, I have atrial fibrillation, I had two strokes, so I know where of I'm speaking, yeah. And it's unfortunate, um, most wow. of the injuries players have these days. I I just can't believe how many more injuries we have. And I think it's a result of faster, stronger, bigger players. Matter of simple physics. So uh, when you have to have a very deep team, a lot of help. And, you know, for instance, the 49ers have had a number of players go down. They lost their star wide receiver uh, running back Debo Samuel for a while, who is an amazing player. Christian McCaffrey is playing through injury problems. Of course, they've had three quarterbacks including the sensational rookie, Brock Purdy. But there's never been a rookie to win the Super Bowl. And the 49ers have yet to face a team like Buffalo or Kansas City. Um, you know, they have not faced one of the powerhouses. They're not going to face a powerhouse this weekend in Seattle. I guarantee you that. They should mop up the Seahawks pretty convincingly. So anyway, I'm bouncing all over the place here, guys, with football. Sure. But
7: I'm no, I, I 100% <laughs> agree, Bruce. They, they haven't faced Kansas City yet with this team, with, this, right? with Brock yeah. Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. Well,
3: no, actually, they, they did face them earlier in the year. That's the last time they yeah. they lost a game, and they were humiliated in yeah. that game. And the 49th weakness is their defensive secondary. They have yeah. some good players back there, Hifunga, uh, Chavarius Ward. Um, their strength, though, is the defensive line with, Joey, yeah. with Nick Bosa Absolutely. and the linebackers Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. That is really their you know, that is the backbone of that team. And of course, you know, they're they're still players, as I mentioned, like McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and now Elijah Mitchell is back. And of course, how can I forget George Kittle, the all pro tight end who's caught I think six or seven touchdowns in the last three weeks. So they have a team that that should be in pretty good shape going uh, into the postseason. They're in pretty, you know, they're pretty healthy. But We talked about this
2: before about with injuries, it's like, you know, an ankle yeah. is still about the same thing as it was, an ankle as it was 50 years ago, you know. But the guys are so much bigger, faster, stronger that yeah. you just it's, break down
3: like a. It's a more. matter of physics. Absolutely, that, You know, yeah, the problem that, their, their top draft pick, uh, Trey Lance, who went down in the second week, yeah. uh, suffered a fractured ankle. They have to put a plate in his mm-hmm. uh, foot. Now, that thing can hold up for a little while, but if you get a pretty good hit, who knows what happens? I mean, going to baseball, the reason the Giants and the Mets have both passed so far yeah. on uh, this shortstop Correa was he had a plate placed in his ankle from an ankle injury uh, nine years ago, and that plate could have created some problems with the bone. So, you know, do you want to sign a guy with that kind of a possibility of... No, uh, well, for that Adams, kind of money. No, you know, it's, it's too bad for him. Because he's he's ready for a big payday, but he may have to settle for like a three or four year deal. Uh, I don't feel badly for the guy, though. He's still going to probably make twenty five million a year. So don't shed any tears for uh, for Correa. <laughs> don't, you know. Yeah.
2: So um, hey, uh, Russell, we haven't heard from you yet. Uh, we, we're we're going to cut to a break in about uh, forty five seconds. So uh, I would we'll get in
6: edge wise, but couldn't couldn't uh, beat out the. Uh, golden voice of Bruce there he you know <laughs> he, he is the man on the air I still think that uh that Christian McCaffrey should be getting a nod for the MVP I mean when you think about all the legendary 49er teams none of them have won 10 in a row even with Joe Montana or Steve Young yeah. than this 49er team right now so that's a big deal in my opinion
2: uh, very good point Absolutely. okay hey guys we're going to cut to our uh first commercial break with a trivia question i forgot to mention that uh and we we're doing this in honor of russell uh nba trivia he missed last week with nba trivia so i
6: got him up with some new ones okay well you've run uh, out of all the stuff from 1900 baseball teams you've actually <laughs> <out laughs> right, exactly
2: yes and so we're, we're, this is the nba from the 1600s you ready okay <laughs> <laughs> who and, uh, and Bruce, you remember the rules. If uh, if you know the answer, don't say anything until we get back from break. All right. First trivia question Who is the all time leader in steals in the NBA? All right. That's our trivia question. Email edward at sports 101com the answer to that question. See if you know it. Who is the all time leader in steals in the NBA? Uh, stay with us. Sports econ101. We'll be right back. For TCon One Hundred and One, one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with F.B. Santangelo Jr., Russell Jackman, and our special guest, Bruce McGowan. Uh, first trivia question: uh, Who is the all-time leader in steals in the NBA? Russell, what's the answer? John
6: Stockton. John Stockton,
2: Stockton. That is correct.
6: Very good. Wonderful. John Stockton.
3: Is that who it is? No, John you Stockton. Say? Yeah. Very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I just know that. I you, you just I gotta
6: you know that. You just have to ask you guys.
3: Okay. Uh, the, the guys, steals, i i don't even know if that stat
6: was kept back in the 1960s or 50s. It was not. Um,
3: it was so uh, maybe, steals were
6: steals were brought in in 73, 74. So we'll okay, never know how much uh, Wilt or 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 Cousy or Havelcheck. Yeah, I mean, Kuzey, like
3: I can see more than Wilt uh, for for steals.
6: Well, it's, it's it's like the NFL. It's uh, sacks were. I don't believe sacks yeah, were right. a statistic
3: no. until maybe uh, the uh, 70s. Exactly. Yeah.
6: Uh, Deacon Jones, yeah. yeah. Bosa almost set the record this year.
3: for sacks. Well, Nick Bosa, you watch job, him play,
6: and we, we watch
3: him play, and you know what a tremendous talent is. You know, he's strong, he's fast, but he's smart, and he knows how to get around people. And he also, the play of the game, I thought, against the Raiders a couple of weeks ago was he shoved a an offensive lineman into the young quarterback, uh, uh, Stidham, I think is his name, yeah. and Stidham's pass was... Uh, Oh, that's not right. Reflected, but it was grown yes. awkwardly, and that allowed uh, the
6: 49ers to put the game away with an interception. Yep. So, you know, Nick Bosa that is, won
3: that game What's even
6: smarter for the 49ers. about Bosa? What, what's even smarter about Bosa is that he's a, a, a big Trump fan and has never brought up Trump or any of the <laughs> politics in all the time that he's been in San Francisco, which is probably yeah. even smarter yeah. for him.
2: Smart guy. Well, also I,
6: I was uh, talking uh, was really about kind of,
2: you yeah, know, it was kind of sweet was, uh, you know, J.J. Watt uh, having his last game against the 49ers and how everyone was just, you know, he, I mean, such a decent guy, he seems, that uh, everyone gave him a nice send off. Guy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, sports good. brings us together. That's what brings us together. I, I give Edward a hard time about his politics. He gives me a hard time about mine. I'd probably give him more grief than he gives me. <laughs> <Yeah>. But in <laughs> <Yes>. the
6: end, <laughs> no, <laughs> he knows. He's for this. I, I, I represent. represent. I represent. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's well, true uh, he, yeah. Russell's say,
2: definitely
6: I mean, more aligned
3: with, uh, with, with Bruce
4: hey guys
3: uh, really quickly the key is we get along uh, politics is important in America it's part of our system you know we need to have it people complain about it they don't like it but guess what without uh, politics running the country um, you know things wouldn't get done that sounds crazy but it's always been the case. You know, this is why Uh, our democracy survives is that we have all these different voices and we have to kind of calm down. And and you do get a chance to calm down when you go to a sporting event, everybody is on the same page. Usually they're rooting for one team or the rooting for another, but there's not a hundred different, you know, Interest in a hundred different teams at that moment. It's just two teams. So yeah. Well, especially time.
2: when Demar Hamlin went down. I mean, suddenly you didn't care whether you were a absolutely. Bulls fan or a Cincinnati uh, fan. You did. Everyone came together for that, which you know, absolutely. Really
6: absolutely.
2: Um, so, guys, prospective cities for the NFL. Um, they're they're sort of throwing these names out, which probably have been thrown out before. Uh, you know, Alabama, obviously with the Crimson Tide. You know, they're a huge football. Uh, no, you're shaking your head, FP.
7: <laughs> no, so guys i did a project on this in oh. when i went to uc santa barbara and it was for a class where we actually had to do research on an area so i don't know if you guys know uc santa barbara is one of the top research universities in the world
2: didn't know that so, okay.
7: yeah so we were doing hmm. a research paper on this about an expansion franchise okay. and we did all these different places and we would look at seattle we'd look at other like for for various sports right and it was really, really difficult. It's not as easy as you guys think. It was extremely hard because of the population, because of the local economy, yeah. and then rival franchises. People don't really know this, but like the NBA really fights with the NFL sometimes during parts of the season, and oh. Major League Baseball with the NBA. And there's like little rivalries between owners in towns, right? And they're all trying to absorb different fans at the same time. So it would be really hard, I think, to put a team in Alabama. That, that would be... Yeah possible because the crimson tide well that's Alabama, that's religion so i think that's yeah. interesting
2: so oklahoma with the sooners uh and oklahoma state um you might have
7: yeah, is always a viable option and you know that it's not a bad idea for a baseball team to be there i've said too because baseball in the south is really non-existent all southern baseball fans really cheer for the atlanta braves like, it's pretty crazy. Like, yeah, people will plan their weekends, like, far in advance to go to a Braves game because they grew up watching the Braves because of the Turner broadcast and all these different things, right? So outside uh, of Texas.
2: Oh,
6: between Texas and Florida.
7: Yeah. How about Oakland? Oakland? How about Oakland? Well,
3: here's the problem, guys. Here's the problem with expansion, I think. <clears throat> and, again, I'm an old school guy, and I grew up with much fewer teams. And the competition was better excuse me it's all about television money it's all yep. about tv money yep. and i don't think you can fill a stadium in a place like alabama for 81 or las vegas this is why the a's are still in oakland for 81 games i don't think also in the south and in the south uh texas not texas but oklahoma or louisville i just don't see those cities supporting uh being able to support uh, an nfl team i think the nfl's got plenty of teams right now they've already expanded the season to 17 games they've expanded the playoffs to an extra uh you know and it's interesting what you're talking about with research you know you you make some good points but here's the deal you know it's a it's a crapshoot you have to promote the team very well you have to have a really good front office that knows how to put a winner together yeah. the nhl seattle kraken have been a, a great success story <clears throat> because they've they've brought in some they've used the kind of las vegas Knights philosophy, and they brought in some established stars, and they built a young team, and they've got a good front office, and more important than anything else, they've reached out to the community. That's something the Oakland A's have not done since the days, and people don't know these people, but except for live in the Bay Area, you know who they are. The Haas family, who owned the team for 15 years when they won uh, three American League pennants, and they also reached out to the community. If you don't reach out to the community, you're not going to make it. I don't care what kind of statistics or, you know, how many people live in the region? People have a lot of other things to spend their money on. And, uh, they're, and especially today with the cost of tickets, it's yeah. insane what people are paying to go to a game. Yeah, hold on. Crazy.
2: F.P. wants to jump in here. Go ahead.
3: So,
7: Bruce, I had sure. a, a fantastic conversation with Hall of Famer Felipe Alou one spring training a couple of years back. And he told me that Major League Baseball was better when he played because there were four or five Hall of Famers on every single team because the leagues were so, much true. and I oh, think yeah. I, I've well, I, been anti-expansion ever since then with every single league, because if you think about it, unless yeah. the game is truly global, like soccer is right, Yeah, you're not going to have the best talent, every single team. And you're not yeah. even going to find a star on some teams. And we see that all the well, time, think, in all the sports leagues. Where the big
3: far problem far. is baseball. Baseball used to be, baseball used to be up until the 19, probably the early 1970s, the the big sport in America. Football took over yeah. when television and Monday Night Football and the merger of the two leagues yeah. uh, sparked more interest among the peripheral fans. Baseball is still popular, yeah. but your average fan is, uh, you know, minority. You don't see very many minority people at the game. Why? Because there are not that many African Americans playing anymore. Uh, there are not many African Americans mm-hmm. that are playing the game because they get into football and basketball mm-hmm. and the opportunities for youth leagues don't exist anymore because it costs too much money in these inner cities so the kids are you know they look at basketball and football and they think wow i got a chance you know if i'm really good to get a college scholarship and maybe if i'm like a superstar i can get a big nfl contract baseball you have to work your way up through the minor league system and back in the day you know we're talking the 1960s people weren't in such a hurry to make a lot of money they were looking to make good money but willie mays was the highest paid player in the National and American League, he was making a little over $100,000, yeah. which went a long way in 1962. But today, that's, you know, that's even that's a lower middle class salary.
2: Well, of better. course, yeah. It, yeah. At 62. It obviously went a lot further. But um, the other thing is with baseball, I mean, you need a lot more equipment in the field and everything, at least even with football. You know, you, I mean, yeah, but baseball, you can play with, you know, less than nine players on each team. But football, I mean, you could always have five on five, three on three, and all you need is just the football, right? you know. And basketball, yeah, absolutely, and you
3: and Well, you know something, Edward. I, there's, I can, I could disagree with that because when I was a kid, we used to play a lot of sandlot ball. And we only had like eight or nine guys, so we we had basically foul territory was from center yeah. field to right field. Yep. And oh, oh, yeah, and we played on I, I, our I, own I, honor. You know.
2: Yeah, we 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 yeah. did, we definitely did that a lot. Um, what, yeah. what about Sacramento? You know, do you, do you think that could be well when you're is? a kid?
3: Yeah. There's the old saying, necessity is the mother of invention. You you know, kids in those days were much more self-reliant. People weren't uh, hovering over them all the time. And it's a different world today. You know, the world of drugs and the world of dysfunction among our society. Uh, Parents are much more careful and you can't let your kids just go out there and, and play in the streets without worrying about them, especially with the gang activities in the inner cities and in our suburbs. It's a, it's a whole different. But are you telling me you didn't,
2: have, you didn't have an iPhone and then an Xbox <laughs> when you were younger?
3: <laughs> oh, boy. Don't get me started on the new technology. I'm still living in the 20th century. That's my problem. Li- listen,
2: I, 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 and I kid about being old. But uh, when I was a freshman in high school, they had just gotten rid of the slide rule. I know, yeah. I probably has, and, and even Russell probably has no idea what that is. Uh, I, didn't, I never even used, oh, yeah. knew how to use one because they came yep. up with the pocket calculator. You know? Hey, guys, we're going to cut to our second trivia question here. We're talking the NBA.
7: Edward, real quick, we've got to tease breaking news for the other side. I have some really good breaking news right
2: now. Okay, we'll come, when we come cool. back, you can tell us what that is. Okay, <laughs> second trivia question, NBA basketball. Who is the all-time leader in blocks in the NBA? Email Edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question, who is the all-time leader in blocks in the NBA? All right, stay with us. When we come back, FP's got some breaking news. Stay with us.
8: Live Life at the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga. Every afternoon we have vino and vinyl wine tasting and on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, once the weather gets a little better, join us for dinner and a movie on site as we've remodeled our location to accommodate our outdoor movie theater. When you're ready for a change of scenery, make yourself at home at the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga. As a small boutique hotel, there are never large crowds and we offer beautiful indoor and outdoor socially distanced space so you can relax and continue to live life. Making memories for 100 years, Mountviewhotel.com.
4: Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge & Spa provides guests with an all lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside elements day spa located inside the hotel offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature the Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa located close to all of South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains no added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to Tahoe lakeshorelodge.com. The number one calculator for property and note investors, the Real ROI
5: Calculator. Increase profitability by 10 times using the 20 different exit strategies on multiple real estate deals over any time period, all while measuring important financial indicators such as ROI, XIRR, and yield. The additional features include debt financing for initial purchases, bridge loans, seller finance notes, and turnkey rentals to make this a must-have tool. Head over to RealROICalculator.com to download the free version and start multiplying your profits today. RealROICalculator.com. Mountain Mike's Pizza. You've heard our phrase, pizza the way it ought to be. But did you know that our famous pepperoni large pizza has over 100 pieces of pepperoni on it? Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily, never frozen. Having a party? We have a great room for parties and a video arcade with tickets and prizes for kids. Located at 2100 4th Street in San Rafael, you'll enjoy your pizza the way it ought to be. Call us at 415-454-4300. That's Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. We all know in this current real estate market, great deals are hard to find. We may have a solution for you. If you want exclusive off-market real estate deals delivered to your inbox every single month, then you need to sign up for Scottsdale REI's Trade Desk by visiting ScottsdaleREI.com slash Trade Desk. Scottsdale REI delivers exclusive access to off-market mortgage notes like performing loans, non-performing loans, and even REOs every single month. Just head over to ScottsdaleREI.com slash Trade Desk and sign up.
2: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Ever Brown, FP Santangelo Jr., Russell Jackman, and our special guest, Bruce McGowan, are all here. Uh, uh, hey, we need one more for a full po- poker game. Where's Vern? Huh? You know? I know. Okay, here's our second trivia question on the NBA. Who is the all-time leader in blocks in the NBA? I believe
6: it's Wan. It, Juan.
2: it got is got it. Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah.
3: Holy smokes, oh, wow. Russell, you're two I for two. Russell or Nate Thurman, that shows you how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
6: was around during all those years when they weren't keeping blocks as a statistic. Yeah. It like
3: I don't know if they, you know, I think they did keep blocks as a statistic, but I think it started not in the middle of yeah, the 70s. Yeah, yeah not Oh, really?
2: Okay. Now, guys, you know what? Though I'm so I'm so old that the basketball was square; they didn't, hadn't invented round then. Okay, okay, FP, what is our um, uh,
7: breaking news you've got for us? Okay, breaking news: Shortstop Carlos Correa signs with the Minnesota Twins. Wow. Six-year, two hundred million dollar deal. That's thirty-three million dollars a year for six years. Correa twenty-eight years oh, wow. old. Get all of his prime years, and uh, I think. That's going to get rid of the worry of the 13-year contract. Until <laughs> until Isn't that
6: uh, until medical tests find out that he's part um, alien human being. You know, he's from the planet.
3: Russell,
7: uh, he me he goes
6: to- back to his yeah. old team. He's back
3: with the, the team where, you know, he left to the Twins, and, and now he's back with the Twins because the Twins like him, and the Twins need him, and the Mets have so much star power already. They don't need him. They already got a, a Lindor at shortstop. The Giants could have used him. But the Giants are doing the analytical thing, kind of like Bear, uh, Billy Bean in Oakland. They're going for these obscure journeymen and young players, and you know guys that are decent players. But um, you know the Twins are building a team, and hopefully he's one of their foundation pieces. I think it's a great move for him to stay in Minnesota. Yeah. How much is
2: that? How, Effie, how much of that is guaranteed?
7: All of it. Major League my- Baseball, the entire contract's guaranteed. And that's why a lot of people end up playing baseball. Besides football, because yeah. you're seeing a lot of more guaranteed contracts now in the NFL for the first time. And I think it's just because that's where the market's shifting. And yeah. it makes a lot more sense because you're risking a lot more physically than baseball. Oh, yeah. The
2: average player is about three and a half years uh, in playing. So, yeah.
7: Yeah. yeah. But uh, baseball, it's all guaranteed. So, as soon as you sign that paper and the physical is all cleared, your money's entitled to your family or whoever happens, even if the worst case scenario happens, you know.
2: The I mean, tragedy happens. So. Wow. So a well, disability
7: Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. If yeah you know these leagues have money.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say, I, Edward,
3: if you know these leagues have money to burn. Baseball, football, yeah. basketball—they've got these huge deals with uh, sponsors, with uh, television money. There's plenty of money to play. Pay these players. They're not. They're not hurting at all. So well, when I, fans I, complain about these players getting too much money. Uh, hey, look who's paying the salary. The guys like Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones and Jed York, they've got, they're flush with cash. You know, they're they're big, big wig fat cats. The NFL is a huge, huge business. FP knows this better than I, because he studied this stuff I haven't, but um, it's a different world, you know? I mean, when the Giants, for instance, were sold back in 1975, you know how much they were sold for? Now I'm talking about the San Francisco Giants baseball yeah, team. Seven million dollars. Think about that. Seven, seven million. million. Now the team. Now the team is worth five billion dollars. So <laughs> <laughs> just do the math. Yeah, but Bruce, every couple knowledge. of
6: years. Every couple of years, these leagues go through lockouts where the owners are saying how they aren't making any money. Remember baseball? That, that, that's right. Yeah. All the tax write-offs.
7: <laughs> well, baseball is yeah. a very interesting case. It's one of the only tr- uh, antitrust uh, organizations yeah. as a, uh, as an exemption because of a Supreme Court ruling back in the 1920s, so they don't have to legally show anything. So this this kind of puts players and ownership in a very weird spot because they realize everything's getting nicer in the league, but then pay's not getting as nice. So
3: Yeah.
7: My concern,
3: guys, my concern is Major League Baseball is losing fans. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, A lot of people say, oh, you know, they've been saying this for years, the strike didn't kill the game. The game has been around since, you know, actually a professional on a professional level since 1869. Uh, Major League Baseball started in the early 1900s. But here we are well into the 21st century. Most young people, and I'm talking people under the age of 30, are not interested in baseball. Most young people like soccer, basketball, and football. Hockey is a niche sport. Baseball is slowly going to become a niche sport. And baseball is going to find itself in bad shape if they keep uh, thinking that they can, you know, bring in hundreds and millions of fans uh, with the way they're running their business now, they've got to do something to change their whole approach, and I just don't see it happening. I, I think baseball is not going to ever die because it's an it's an embedded in our country, but I just think unfortunately. It's going to it already is taking a back seat to the NFL and, clo- and the NBA is, is slowly passing it by, too. And soccer, even though it's never going to be big because it's not a good television sport here in America, is moving up, too. And the women's sports, you know, women's uh, NBA, WNBA, um, they're going to get a little piece of the action and hockey. So, you know, baseball back in the day, baseball only had to compete with boxing. Yeah. and maybe college football you know i'm talking yeah. pre-1950s 50, so
7: yeah. go. go ahead FP. if you look right now at the ratings right baseball is still number two and they are the number two uh, revenue generated among all sports in the united states oh sure
3: interesting yeah. well, really well they got like, to remember fp you've got to remember this baseball has a lot more games that the other yeah. teams do as well yeah, that's it. you know you've got 81 games a season you're not making as much per ticket as you are in the NBA or the NFL, but um, between concessions and tickets and TV revenue and sponsorships, you are doing pretty well. I'm just saying baseball. Yeah. It's number two right now, but I, I still think, and again, I'm looking at our Bay area here, yeah. our two teams, you know, it's a different story because there's a lot of casual fans out here. you got to, you got to have some star power, even if you're in a place like Cincinnati, Ohio, now, there's a classic example of a great baseball town. It was the first city to actually have a professional team back in 1869. Yeah. But Cincinnati has, has pretty much the, the front office will not go out and spend the money. So fans are slowly, you know, uh, dying. Mm-hmm. They're going away from that from that ballpark. And you got to do something to reach out to the community. And again, I again, the statistics, like you said, will back what you're saying up, but you know, the NBA and the NHL, not so much the NHL, but um, soccer, these sports are going to get a, they're continuing to get a bigger piece of the pie.
1: Oh yeah. That, that, all
3: that. that
7: The NBA was supposed to pass major league baseball by 2035. Right. And I just got back from Brazil. And what's crazy to me is that in Brazil, I saw so many NFL jerseys. I'd have people talk to me about the NFL in Brazil, the NBA in Brazil. But nobody knew anything about baseball, and they had Jan Gomes, a World Series winning catcher from Brazil, the first Brazilian baseball yeah. player ever. Wow. You don't even know who he is. It's wow, that, that's
2: interesting. Hey, guys, uh, very interesting here. Um, so, Bruce, you said that the Giants in 1975 uh, sold for $7 million, and now it's $5 mm-hmm. billion. Take Take a guess. Exactly. Now
0: remember, I'll,
2: I'll remember. Okay, so now yeah. remember, you know, interest rates in the, in the late 70s, early 80s were super high, right? Now they have come yeah. down, and they went back up again. Guess what the rate of return is if you would have invested seven million dollars back in nineteen seventy-five on a monthly basis? Uh, what's or, you know on a compounded monthly basis? What's the annualized rate of return turning into five billion dollars?
3: You're the expert, not me. What is? Well, it? I did. What I had to do did. it on
2: my calculator. Is fourteen percent, which is actually pretty good now nowadays. But if you would have thought back in 1981, 14 percent that would not have been a good, very good rate of return.
3: Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, you it's
2: know, a, it, it, it's so funny because people economics. think about like their houses and they go, "Oh man, I bought my house in 1961, and and it was you know fifteen thousand dollars. Now it's worth a million, and it's like the rate of returns like six <laughs> percent." Hey, yeah. by the way, you're staying on well, baseball, I, oh, where do you guys think Trevor Bauer is going to end up?
3: He's, no, he he's not going to ever play games. again. Trevor Bauer will never play again. He's blacklisted, wow. and that's just my opinion. I don't think anybody wants to touch him. He's toxic. You know, we don't need to go into the reasons why, but it's it's a different situation, obviously much different. But Colin Kaepernick was blacklisted, you know, in football for political reasons. Trevor Bauer is going to be blacklisted in baseball for doing something that, you know, whether the woman was consenting to be beat up in a rough sex doesn't matter. The perception is this guy is a sick individual. And I would be shocked. If anybody would take a, a, a flyer on this guy, can you imagine the number of women that would be outside picketing and the negative publicity that this yeah. would generate? I yeah. think he's going away. I don't think he's ever coming back. That's my opinion. Yeah. And uh, I'm sticking with it. <laughs>
6: well, you
2: know, there, there's been other like, football players who have been caught on video doing some really gnarly things with women. Yeah, uh, but you know, elevators Edward, this guy, and they came back.
3: This guy was, this guy was a big star. You know, he was he was one of the best pitchers in the game. If he was some yeah. average player or better than average player, I think that he would have a chance. But you cannot take a high profile guy like that with all the negative publicity that's happened. It's really a I actually working against him to be
2: a high to be good. go
7: ahead. I want to get Russ in this because I know the number one lawyer advice is if you're accused of something, you gotta be quiet and you try not to inflame the situation, which Trevor Bower did not do. So, Russ, I want to hear your opinion on how that made his whole situation 10 times worse.
6: Well, uh, you know, I, I think that part of it also has to do with, you know, what kind of talent you really do bring to the field. Uh, Bruce was saying that the Colin Kaepernick was a victim of politics. But do keep in mind that the last time the Colin Kaepernick was on the field, he played a half of football where he completed one pass for five yards. Yeah. And yeah, I think but here's the thing, Russell. Here's the thing.
3: You look at the team that was around him at that time. They weren't very good when he had uh, a great well, right team around now at him. your
6: age, you could complete more than one pass for five years. <laughs> Well, he was think, terrible. You look at Deshaun to, to Watson. You, I think the, Colin the NFL Kaplan gives guys a lot of chances. You look at Deshaun Watson, and it, they, they they don't have standards like they do in in other in other leagues. The the NFL will always give you a chance if you've got the talent to go in there. It doesn't matter what you did. Here's uh, I I agree with you totally, but here's
3: one thing you do not you haven't factored in. I don't think Colin Kaepernick is really was really interested after about 4 years of playing uh, pro football. I think he was more interested in social causes and I think that's the reason that he uh, led this whole movement, the one knee down movement, which uh, you know, certainly Um, turned a lot of people off, but I think African-American athletes who make up 77%, 75% of the NFL were right behind him, And, and rightly so in their minds. I don't think Colin Kaepernick was really interested in playing that much more football. I think that's why his numbers dropped. I think it's also due to the fact that he had a mediocre cast of players around him. So, as a Yeah, but then why did he,
6: he decide to come back though, and, you know? Yeah, he, other teams have tried him out and he just doesn't have the he, he never had the skills that you've seen well, guys that, That's, like, oh, that's not true. That's that no, not good. true.
0: For a short time, he was
3: one of the, yeah. for a short time he was one of, time, was yeah. one of the best quarterbacks in the game for so a very agree. short time. Yeah. I think a lot of people made him out to be some kind of star. He was never a star. He was a guy who caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And there have been plenty of athletes in all sorts of sports who have done that. And Colin yeah, Jeremy Lynn
2: is a good example of that. Right. You know, Lynn sanity. Hey guys, we're going to cut to our uh, third commercial break here. When we come back. We're going to have some closing comments. All right. NBA. Okay. Now this one's a little bit harder question there, Mr. Russell. Jackson. Right. Give me it. some. Okay. Who has the best free throw percentage in NBA history?
6: I think I know that one too.
2: Really? And you have to give me. give. See, if you're really good, you'll give me the year. You'll give me the percentage, and you'll give me how many shots.
6: <laughs> oh, that's, All that right. Be a little
2: tough, but that, that was And you had to give me a social security number. All right. Stay with us, Sports. <laughs> we'll 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Sometimes that dial.
8: USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now.
1: 800 437 8217. 800 437 8217. 800 437 8217. That's 800 437 8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing, to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you.
2: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with F.B. Sant'Angelo Jr., Russell Jackson, our special guest, Bruce McGowan. Too bad Bird wasn't on today. He would have enjoyed it. All right, guys, uh, third trivia question on NBA. On the NBA. Who has the best
6: free throw percentage in NBA history? You mind if I hog this one, too? Sure. Go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Calvin Murphy. No. That's a good guess, though. I'm going to say
3: I would say Rick Barry, but I don't no. think it's Rick Berry. Rick no, Barry, you know that what? Nice.
2: Okay, so this happened in the two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Actually, uh, uh. Let, let me let me let me clarify the question. I'll give you another shot at it. Basically, who has the best three fro percentage in NBA history for a season? For so a that, season? that'll be the new question. Oh,
3: for a season, Oh wow! Yeah, God, you got me there. I wasn't don't know. Buried? I don't know that one. Uh, okay. I have no so, idea.
2: Yeah. because that, That's, I should have rephrased it that way because otherwise, you know, you think of a guy like throughout his whole career. So specifically for this one season, so the 2008, 2009 season. So Russell, you should be happy with that because we didn't go back to, you know, 1832 when we sure. had basketball <laughs> um, and he was 151 for 154. He was, it was 98.1%. And his name Jose Calderon.
6: Oh, okay. wow. I don't well, remember him. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that one is pretty good. But I think for career, I think it's the Calvin Murphy. I think for yeah, a yeah, Yeah, If life. you go
2: back, I'll bet Calvin Murphy was, uh, for for all time, was probably good. Okay, guys, we got to cut out. Here's our thoughts for the day. What do you call 50 penguins in the Arctic? Lost. <laughs> really really lost. Penguin, <laughs> penguins I mean. live in the Antarctica. <laughs> <Yeah>. And... um <laughs> How was the snow globe feeling in January? A little shady. Isn't that cute? Uh, Too bad Vern's not here. He would have loved that. (laughs) that. All right. That's pretty good. Mr. Bruce McGowan, thank you again for being our guest today. Uh, Tune in next week. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next
6: week. Good to have you, Bruce. Adios.